You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. If you can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. Damn, what they on? All steroids and no carbs? They're the thick ass kids. This is Prime Time. We're not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Here are Isaac Roth and Jason Sekanik with Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What it do? What <laughs> it do? I'm trying to figure out what it takes to be the man of the year. What does it do? Alex Forsythe, what it yeah. do? He's man yes. of the year or and nominated to be man of the year. Well, he's one of 20 semifinalists. Well, there's 20. Which also bothers <laughs> me that they call it semifinalists when there's 20 of them. Yeah, shouldn't semi be like, you know, like eight? Four to eight? I would think four, right? Right. Well, I mean, four semifinalists. Four semifinalists, but I mean, you, you know, kinda, <laughs> so, you know. I just was wondering what like you have to do to be the and it's well, the Jason Witten Man of the Year. You have to yeah. be great like leadership on and off the field. By the way, friend of the program, Jason yes. uh, Witten. We interviewed him and his wife. Remember that? Yeah. Wasn't I that did. Jason Witten? Uh, oh, no, actually, that was, no, that was uh, Novacek. Jay Novacek. Stand Sorry. corrected. I get my you, white tight ends mixed up. White cowboy tight ends yeah. mixed up. Now, Alex Forsythe, friend of the program. Friend of the program. Um, yeah, he's nominated for what again? <laughs> the Jason Witten Man of the Year? The Jason Witten Collegiate Man of the Year. Mm. That's great. Now, I was never nominated for Man of the Year, and now, quite frankly, I feel a little empty about it. He's a great kid, though. He's he way really better is. than you. Like, you would never, neither you nor I would <laughs> ever be nominated for Man of the Year. No. Because Man of the Year means a lot of things, a lot of great things, but it also means maybe you're playing the game a little bit, you know? <laughs> is, it possible game that you're, life. is it possible that you're just like a really, really good person? Yes, it is. But how do they know that but you're. But that's not you. No. And that's certainly not me. No. There's no Man of the Year material here. Like, if there is a, I don't know, like a. Uh, an Edward R. Murrow uh, Radio Man of the Year, uh, we're not getting nominated well, for it. But, okay, so... Maybe Mike Lynch? I don't know. You're saying Man of the Year as in, like, just good person? I don't... I, that's why I'm asking. What the Man of the Year? Leadership? I, yeah, it's leadership. What? Someone who demonstrates leadership. So, I mean, I, I don't know what that constitutes off the football field if you I have to do charity work or something. I don't know. Well, he's a great leader, Alex. <laughs> And I hope he wins. Yes, I don't know. I don't know what I don't that know award who the other nineteen <laughs> leaders are, but no one leads better than him. And hopefully, he gets like a plaque and a ham, and I don't know, maybe like a cool jacket or something. I, I I don't know what that means. Like the NFL Man of the Year, I know they do that, and that's mostly charity work, right? They just like every team nominates one dude, and then you get the uh, you get the cool little patch of like the old timey football player, even though it's Walter Payton. So I don't know why it's not a. Was was Walter Payton a great dude? Well, he was really good at football. I mean, they named the Man of the Year award after him. He was really good at football. Hmm. But this goes back to my, it's a very subjective thing. So I think, for the time, he was a great I, I think Walter Payton is great. Now, there is a great story I, I uh, that I've heard multiple times about uh, Walter Payton. 
is at his Hall of Fame induction, it was a dicey thing because his wife and his mistress were both there and both wanted to be front and center. So Walter had to spend the entire time making sure that they were like, they were like separated from one another. Okay, so so you're saying that, but that could be leadership and that you're leading, you're you're leading, uh, you know. Two very different groups of people. Well, look, it was a different time. <laughs> back then, I, that was acceptable. I do think back in the day, you were allowed to get away with that a lot more uh, without the judgment of society on you. So right. I, I don't know if he was a great dude, but I know that the award's named after him, and I would think that the little the 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 patch, shouldn't it be Walter Payton? Shouldn't it be Payton like hurdling something in his sweet ruse or... Isn't it, isn't it him like with his like sideline coat on? Isn't I don't think is? that's Walter Payton. I think that's just like an old timey guy. I think, oh, it is. See, I thought it was Payton like standing on the sideline in like one of those like cape uh, jacket things. No, I think I think it used to be the man of the year, and then they named it the Walter Payton Man of the Year. So I I think that's so. You just think the, it's just a general figure? Yeah, I okay. think it's just an old timey football guy. Now I got to look it up. You know who the Man of the Year last year was in the NFL? And uh, this guy does seem like man of the year material, I will say. Well, I know J.J. Watt's been man of the year. Uh, I know Drew Brees has been man of the year. I, uh, I don't know who uh, who won it last year. Andrew Whitworth. Ah, see, he does seem. Yeah. Do we just know man of the year when you, when you see it? I think you do. Yeah. You know who else? This is an easy one. Let's be great. Let's no. be great. Really? Let's be great. Let's See, be great. Let's be great. This bums me out because I understand by definition he's a good man, but he's also a giant tool. Dangerous. And he's fake. Wait, you tell me J.J. Watt isn't a tool? Are you telling me that? I don't think Watt's a tool. I think he is. Do you? Yes. I think he, he might seems, be. By the way, the, the trophy is definitely just an old-timey guy. It doesn't even have a face mask no. on it. Okay. By the way, Jason Witten, man of the year. There you go. Look at that. See? Kurt Warner, certainly deserving. Yeah. I'm just going through the list here past uh, winners yeah people are saying great dude if you ignore the womanizing yeah i think womanizing with professional athletes needs to be put well, aside because right. i don't... think that kind of goes without saying well i think it it's also it, like if we're if we're debate like if we're taking this to a court yeah my first exhibit in defense of uh, athletes mm-hmm. would be uh please understand that the walter payton man of the year award <laughs> is named after walter payton <laughs> Notorious womanizer. Yes. If you know, yeah. so the jury should take that into consideration. That it's clearly not a major factor. Yes, we push that to the side. Like you can't. Well, you you might be able to, but I think you would have a really hard time going back, really at any time, and and saying great men can't be great if womanizing is a uh, a factor because we'd all be disqualified. I mean, well, most people. Well, like Martin Luther me. King Jr. is. Is kind of considered to be like if you're doing man of the like the the year like of all time, you're doing like man of the century. Wouldn't he be high on that list? Which is worse, like throwing it around or being racist? Well, being racist. Okay. Well, that's if we go close. back to the '70s, you've got Bart Starr and Johnny Unitas and mm. Len Dawson and mm. George Blanda and Ken Anderson. Mm. I mean, well, you're probably probably running, a little bit of racism in there. Probably running into some problematic. Look, I, I don't want to throw stones. <laughs> By the way, I just left uh, John Hadle out of there because he's a great man. He's a rock chocker. <laughs> hey, rock chalk, rock chalk, rock chalk. 1971 Man of the Year. I'm just trying to find who I think might be the worst person. <laughs> was Lawrence Taylor? He was <laughs> no. ever the NFL Man of the Year. Warren Moon won it. Mike Singletary won it. Well, I mean. I don't know a whole lot about Warren Moon, but I do know that he has a troubling uh, domestic violence 
Is Singletary a good dude, or is he just, I mean, is he just intense? I think he's just intense. Okay, we'll leave him off. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Singletary, but I've never heard of of anything. Moon definitely has some high-profile ones. But I I would assume that most dudes that win Man of the Year, they're they're good men, maybe? Oh. Boomer won it. A, A reasonable assumption. But you never know. Say Al. Derek Thomas was great. John Elway. What about Anthony Munoz? He was awesome, right? He was. And I've met him a couple times at some, uh, They there's a Ooh. golf tournament that uh, that Wilcox and Dan Fouts put on, and they bring back a bunch of old-timey NFL guys, Hall of Famers. Anthony Munoz is one of the best dudes. Him and Randa McDaniel always go to that, which arguably the best guard and best tackle to ever play in the NFL could not be better human beings. Those guys are freaking awesome. All right, so that award justified. Gets now, uh, the big souk rubber stamp of approval, 1991. Now, now, Derek Thomas also... He was great. Notorious womanizer as well. Well, but he... Dude, that guy in the community was everything. I was yes. there when he died. Yeah. That was 1993. Or he won the Man of the Year in 1993. I don't know what year he died, but I was there when that happened. That yeah. was... Dude, that guy was that city. Yes. Uh, so again, we you know womanizing. Ah, I mean, was he even married <laughs> at that time? Can I nominate this guy as maybe the worst guy on the list? Go for it, uh, Joe Theismann. Interesting. Is he oh, a great guy? Well, he is a man of the year. He is trying to spread prostate health awareness, and I, I do uh, think he gets points for that. And he loves himself some Joe Theismann, but I I don't know. He just has a very bristly uh, personality, but I don't know if that means that he's a bad dude. This list is full of great men. (laughs) Anyway, Alex Forsyth, a semifinalist for the uh, Jason Witten College Man of the Year? Collegiate Man of the Year. Collegiate Man Man of the Year. Year. And that's great because he is a great kid. He is a a great family. We knew his dad here, and um, his dad was a great man, too. Like, there are those people that are just authentic and legitimate yeah. and uh that forsyth crew yep uh you can't say a bad thing about him you really can't no and i think maybe that's what it boils down to is you can say a lot of bad things about the both of us correct it just kind of flows off the tongue we Not, just don't care yeah yeah it's like hey whatever see some people though now see this is your thing about russell okay now i'm not saying russell wilson is a bad person mm-hmm. but i do think there is a difference between people who go through life as authentic good people and they they just they just help and like they just are good for society right yeah. and then i think there's a difference between that person and i believe that is the fourth forsyths mm-hmm. and russell wilson who i think wants everybody to think that he is like that yes and he may be a good person it's just i feel like there's a lot of game playing that goes on if you want to win a Man of the Year award if you're not really the Man of the Year. Agreed. And I think he's a good example of that. Amen to that. Because while you both end up like the, the kids that get visited in the hospital, great. You know, that's I'm sure that's there, amazing. there's a there's a lot of kids. He does that, right? He does that. He does it a ton, right? And and I, and so for those kids, that's a real moment, and that's awesome. But I am with you that I I do think that there is. There's a difference between doing that because in your heart, you just feel that that is the right thing to do and doing it because you think it helps your brand. Posturing and, versus doing it authentically, kind yeah, of. And, and the end result is still the same for those kids, but yes, and maybe this is, again, why I'm a terrible person. I do, I judge that, I judge that differently. And, like, who is it? Uh, John Cena. Like, I wrestling to me, whatever. You know, I haven't cared about wrestling in 30 years. But, you know, John Cena 
has John Cena holds the record and it's not even close for make a wish kids. Like that dude, I mean it is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those kids that he does that for. Like that's not I I don't know what or who John Cena is. I could give a crap about what he wrestles. I think he's a terrible actor. That guy's doing that because deep down in that guy's heart, he feels that he's making a difference. And that, I don't know, I think that's different than when you do it for photo opportunities. I view that differently. I absolutely do. Now, I would only do it if it benefited me in some way. You know. <laughs> right. You know. Now, like a hot single mom sort of, you know, situation. Like a big Earn McCracken. <laughs> you know, this is uh, very disappointing to say this. But I have a father who is one of these men. He is a he is a great man. Yeah, my father is a has helped many many people, and he is as authentic as they he come. He just does it for the sake of he, doing it. It's just him. Yeah. He's amazing, and he's got to be terribly disappointed in his uh, son here, who uh, cares not who ha- who has more of the. I mean, I I think I'm a good person. It's just yeah. that I have more of the my mom side of like yeah. just leave me alone. I, I don't care. You know, like just uh uh, you probably don't need help. You're lying to me. You know that, which is awful. Yeah. It's awful to have that, but I do have that in my brain. So the Ron Swanson theory, uh, teach a man to fish, uh, feed a man, teach a man uh, not to fish, and feed yourself. Fishing isn't that hard. I I understand where you're coming from <laughs> So I think that. we've maybe hatched an idea here, and I'll, I'll workshop this. Yeah. I feel like uh, before I leave this radio station, which yeah. could be at any moment, yeah. Uh, we need to 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 start giving away the Jack E. Rop Fan Man of the Year Award <laughs> that will go to someone around here who who is deserving. Yeah. Um, and there aren't many, you know, candidates. No, not really. But maybe the this the whole idea of the award. Maybe it will incentivize uh, some of us to to, to, take to do a, better. Well, can we also have the Dusty's, you're, Dusty's not winning? I can no, tell you that. God no, not with his problem. Uh, can we have though? Because I'm all for the Jack Rop Award. But can we also have the Isaac Rop? We can't call it Man of the Year. The Isaac Rop Decent Enough Human Being Award of the Year. Someone that doesn't do anything negative, but just stays in their own lane and occasionally helps out when called upon. I like the Isaac you know, Rop Stay in My Lane Award. Yeah, just and that, kinda, the Good Enough Award. Good, it, yeah, look, it's just I'm yeah. a guy. I'm not going to bother you. I'm well, just here. I'm in my lane. And, and why, if you do that, I think you are in turn helping society. And why doesn't that man receive an award too? Thank you. I mean, why not? I mean, we, we give an award for everything else. Uh, also, another one that came to mind who's authentic and amazing and genuine and I think has uh, led me to finally realize that this award is sexist is Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's amazing. She is. And she's not fake. No. So it's it's uh, maybe it needs to be person of the year. One of the, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause, or you know, the pronouns, just they. Women are much better than men anyway. The they or them uh, person of the year. Uh, I have been a Taylor Swift fan for a long time. And it's funny that you mentioned that. This is years and years and years ago. She was opening for Brad Paisley. She was just, she was not a huge deal yet. I think her first album had just come out. And my daughter, who was young, who's now 25, she was like, I don't, God, I don't know, like 12, something like that, 12 years old, and had really loved that Taylor Swift album. So we went to the Brad Paisley Taylor Swift show and they were having a meet and greet for Taylor Swift. And so this after Taylor Swift's set there, they were like, hey, line up if you want to meet Taylor Swift. And it wasn't like you needed a, like a, you just got in line. 
And so I was like, why don't we leave her set a little bit early and we'll go out to make sure you get a chance to meet her. And she was like, no, I want to hear the whole thing. So I said, okay. So she finishes her set and we go out there and the line is already a couple hundred people long. And I'm telling her, I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. I'm like, there's no way we're <laughs> like, we're, we're in the cutoff line. And she's like, well, I want to stay. And I'm like, we're going to miss some of the other. She goes, I don't care. I want to stay. That son of a gun probably sat there for two hours and signed and took a photo with every single person in that line. And we were 400th in line. And when my daughter got up there, Taylor Swift made her feel like the most special person on the planet. Knelt down, took a photo with her, arm around her, asked her her name. And I was like, that girl gets it. That, that person will make fans for life. And that was, that was the, the real deal. What would your award be? Because I, I, I now, as we workshop this bit, I'm feeling like this is a good end of year bit, which we always get kind of loose late December, right? Yeah. Maybe we come up with the with the annual <laughs> uh, fan awards yeah. with the Isaac E. Rop Stay in Your Lane Award and yeah, the we, Jack E. Rop Fan Man of the Year Award. Yeah, and we come up with our own individual things. The and Jason Sukanic yeah, uh, Award for Extraordinary <laughs> Bloviation. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but I think we should all have an award. I think it's the what is it the the Jason Sukanik uh, Achievement Award in the field of excellence. You know, it can basically be anything <laughs> you want. You just nominate someone that is uh, achieving in the field of excellence, and and we'll we'll make sure that they they receive proper uh, due. All right, enough goofing off here. We got to get serious. You Do know, we? sports are serious. You cannot joke about sports. Mm. All right, we got to get to hot Co- sports. According stuff. to some, um, I've got a poll question, mm. and it's ready. Let's ready go. To go. Well, after the break. Uh, we have show-worthy Mariners news. Yeah. Did you know that? I did. How about that? Yeah. It's stealing a segment, the Mariners. It's significant. In uh, November, which is rare, but it's ha- it's happening. Well, we had baseball news yesterday, too. And, uh, yeah, we did. We have the NFL Hump Day Roundup at 4. Uh, the college football playoff rankings came out last night. We didn't get a chance to talk about that yesterday because they didn't come out until after that double overtime game. Yeah. Michigan State and... Uh, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. And, uh, yeah, so we've got a lot to talk about today, guys. Let's uh, get serious about some sports, and we'll do that next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, make sure you join us uh, Monday. This coming Monday, we'll be out at ALNA Sportsbook in Richfield. Now, Crazy Eyes McGinley was just in saying that he went out and saw the setup, and uh, I believe his term was, it's going to be huge. Super kick-ass. Yeah. They have a sportsbook out there now. You can bet on sports. <laughs> and the Monday night game will be Niners-Cardinals, which uh, Ryan just reminded us that that game is in Mexico City. Yes. Now, was it last year's that got canceled because the field was in such bad shape? I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago, I but I, I do recall two... that. Yeah, they had to, they had to pull the cord on it. It was a little uh, it was a little dicey. Well, wasn't anyway. it right after a concert there or something like that? I don't know. Well, there was one. What was the one we just saw the other day that was like that? Where the oh, the one out in uh, Germany. The field was people were changing cleats, and you know people kind of forget that like it's it, it natural grass. Like everyone now is moving to the turf, but everyone hates the turf because it's less forgiving. But you know, grass is hard to maintain. And, you know, you get in these situations where you're trying to play around with your cleats, and it can have a major impact on the game. And some of the stuff, like the other, you know, whether last year or the year before down in Mexico City, you just, it's just not safe to play. I mean, you can just you can get someone hurt, although that doesn't seem to matter when you're talking about the artificial turf. This is going to surprise you. Was it but, even longer ago? Yes. That was Rams-Chiefs in 2018. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah, it was, doesn't that seem... That seems way, although COVID kind of, COVID, COVID muddles everything, That's you know, right. you kind of forget those. Thanks take, a lot, Obama. Yeah, you take those two years out, you know, freaking hey, liberal uh, snowflakes. Before I, before I get to the uh, poll question, Ryan uh, Buckley, he's our, by the way, full-time producer, hey! Ryan Buckley, everybody. Well, yes, hello. Well, not till Monday when it's official. So he still has time to get involved in some sort of hooker scandal or, you know, child abuse thing. Like, there's time. That's don't... true. Waiting to shed the interim label. Yeah. So let's just, you know, don't let's not pull a Mike Price here. He said something that really pissed me off. We were talking about the Man of the Year <laughs> Award. And he said that Kenny Dillingham is a, is a uh, finalist for the Assistant Coach of the Year. Yeah. I'm sorry, semi-finalist. <laughs> Semi-finalists. I see you rolled your way into the semis. Okay, so there's like 130-ish... Division One programs, right? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. How many semi-finalists do you think there are? Semi-finalists. Well, there was 20 for the man of the year, and, and this is bothering you more than that, so I'm going to yes. go 40. This That was Isaac's guess as well. I'll, this go, I'll is, go 40. It's 51. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is not okay. How do you narrow down the 51 best well, assistant coaches? Well, if they aren't semi- semi-finalists, it's a watch list. Exactly. Not, don't call it semifinalists. So I think they're saying semifinalists because it's the second to last cut, right? So the so the final. How many finalists will there be? Twenty. I don't know. Twenty five. The watch list. This are, can't. Ha- this can't. This can't stand. I don't like it. I will say at the start of the year they always do like the watch list for all the awards in college football, and they are large. Like it is. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But once you go watch list, maybe yeah. you could. Go, maybe you could go quarterfinalists, semifinal, the final eight, the final four, and maybe, you know? How about you just do this? Come on, man. How about you just have your watch list and then you cut it down to four? Do we really need to do like a college recruiting thing where I'm announcing my top 11, top eight? Can't you just 51. wait? Can't you just wait to the end of the year and be like, here's the four, now we vote on it? 51. Seems like a lot. Stupid. We need rules. <laughs> there needs to be you some sort just... of... Stru- this isn't nom. There needs to That's be rules right. and structure. Far too willy-nilly. It looks like the next cut down will be to 15. From 51 to 15. And is... those have to be finalists because they come after yeah. semifinalists. So the the winner will come from so the final 15. 15 finalists? That's a lot. That's not really a final. Right. That's like when you go out to drink and you say, hey, do you want to have a final? And then you have another and another. And before you know it, you're on a final, 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 final. you got to stop calling them finals. Right. Make sure that when you say it's your final, it is indeed your final. 
So uh, also somebody mentioning the award. We're putting together a end of year award show. Yeah. Uh, your award should be strangest situation in the wild, and I I think yeah. that's right. <laughs> That should be named after you. I like it. And if there's another guy on the station who has had, or gal, yep. who has had a stranger situation, or the, the strangest situation that they've talked about on the air, <laughs> we, then that wins. We hand them that award, yeah. and that will be an expired... Because you are the, yeah. the, you're the king of those. You get out there and mix it up. My award's going to be like an expired Papa John's coupon. But the good Papa John's, the Shaq Papa John's, not the racist Papa John's. Are you, know, you we, ready? We, we push that aside. For today's poll question. Not really, but let's go anyways. It is at 1080 The Fan on Twitter, AAA Heating and Cooling, family business, helping families for over 60 years, AAAIAQ.com. This is a subject that we have yet to get to this week, and it is, should everything be reviewable in the NFL? Yes, why not, or no, not judgment calls. You only have two choices. Yeah. You must vote. You must vote hard. Um, I'm putting this up there because I felt like the NFL officials did not have a very good weekend. Sure. I thought it was... Um, First of all, as I'm sure you were screaming at your television, the C.D. Lamb, uh, was it Jair Alexander, I think? Yeah. That's pass interference. 100%. On C.D. Lamb at the end of that game, not called. Uh, changed the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you have two calls in the Vikings-Bills game that no one's talking about simply because the Vikings ended up winning the game. If the Vikings had lost that game... We'd be pointing at both of those. Oh, my God. We'd be talking about that like the Saints-Rams... Yeah, uh, the playoff one where he yes. basically just shoved the guy down while the ball was in the air. You also had the Eagles face mask mm-hmm. and a couple of personal fouls in that game that's like, what? Yeah, what? The, the kneel down that ended up cost... I mean, it, What it, about it, the one on the sideline? Yeah, but I'm just saying the, the kneel down one was... I mean, it, it ended the game. You know, Washington and the commies were able to just take knees after that. Uh, my answer to this is no. no. Really? No. I, I, You know the great Bill Belichick thinks yeah, everything, everything should be reviewable. And, and I understand why he wants to do this. But you, you do run into that. Well, I mean, I suppose if you wanted to work around it and you could have, again, limited challenges. But at some point, I, I cannot sit there and watch a four-hour football game while everything is reviewed. It's just it's it's painful. And so many of these things... Are judgment calls that that I just I, I can't abide by it. Literally, there is a hole. And so if you're going to say that everything is reviewable on every single NFL play, there is a holding penalty, there is an illegal contact penalty, there is a pass interference, offense or defense on every single play. No, I think what he's saying is he's just saying everything should be reviewable when he challenges. Yeah, but that's my point. Is like so that like if there's a holding call But you only have so many like they're not gonna give you you can't just challenge anything. And yeah. by the way, especially late in the game, you you time timeouts are important. You're yeah. not if you lose a challenge, you lose a timeout. Well replays in the last two minutes go up to the booth anyways. Right, but that's only the last two minutes. Yeah. But what Belichick is saying is if I am willing to risk a timeout to challenge something, it ought to be anything. Like for example um, the re- the I think the face mask was a is a great one. Yeah, that face mask in the uh, commies Eagles game was clear and obvious. Yeah, not reviewable for some reason. Belichick saying, "Well, why not? Because that definitely happened. We can all see it. It just was missed. I throw a flag. I save a timeout, and I get the ball. That was a critical no call. Sure. So this idea that some things are reviewable and other things are not is to him is pretty silly, and I don't think it would necessarily um, extend the games too much because you only have, you only so, have many so many reviews, yeah, and, that's and, what, and you're not throwing away timeouts right and left. I just don't like, 
boy, judgment calls are, are iffy. But again, I'm probably being hypocritical because the one I want to see is I want targeting to be reviewed, and I want well, okay, so and, that, and I want two you, different. That is hypocritical because that is a judgment call. It is, and so what you're saying is, and I totally think this is right, and this is what Belichick's saying is that. They're saying, okay, that's a judgment call. They called targeting on the field. I do not think that was targeting. I'm going to risk a timeout. I'm going to throw up my challenge flag. Okay, what is wrong with another judgment call looking at it in slow motion overriding the the worst of the judgment yeah. calls, right? I, 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 again, I realize that I'm being super hypocritical on this, so maybe I do need to be more open to the idea of, of everything. Again, as long as you aren't triggering you know an an ungodly amount of uh, of replays well but you know like it's we all sit there and play some of the fun of the NFL quite frankly is playing official yeah on these close calls right yes did he or didn't he did this happen didn't what is wrong with having one person who ultimately has that deciding power yeah. because we sit there and we go well that's so i'm gonna, i'm going to challenge pi that gets a little dicey right mm-hmm. pass interference ah did he or didn't he i don't think it was well when when we sit there and watch as armchair referees we say that was or wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So why can't a well-trained NFL official also say that and have final say if the coach challenges? Yeah. I, I, I don't mean, see a problem with it. I, I, look, I'm open to it. The the judgment calls kind of freak me out a little bit. Pis, I don't like. Well, we did that for a year with Pi. We, we it was reviewable for a year, and it was a total disaster. Yeah. And they and they took it away. When it was, was that? It it came the year after that egregious. Uh, Pass interference in the Saints, in the Saints game, game, in the NFC Championship game, I think it was, that sent the Rams to the Super Bowl, and it wasn't it wasn't called. It should have been. Hmm. And they went back, and they, they made it a reviewable call the following season, and they would review it, and everybody on their couch would say, oh, that's clearly going to get overturned. And then it, it wasn't. Was it? And it, and it made people even more upset because they disagreed with the judgment. Yeah, because it was one of those things where, again, you're saying it has to be clear like evidence. So unless it's – it's mm-hmm. they, they got to the point, I remember that, they were saying unless it's like the one in the playoff game, they're not going to overturn it. Which is why I say I, I don't like those judgment calls. But the idea of a face mask penalty, yes, that should not be a judgment call. Did you or did you not grab? I don't like the idea of holding. I don't like the idea of pass interference, uh, like stuff like that. I'm I'm not on board with. But I, to your point, you have you've come around. Uh, you've you've brought me around. Same thing with the hoodie, to the idea of opening up more things to be reviewed. But I, I just think that there are some things that, with judgment calls, they're they're almost impossible, and I don't want to see the game well, bogged down. Maybe you could easily just say PI. We tried that. That's not going to be in there. Yeah. And maybe holding. Yeah. Outside of that, outside of that, everything you know, you could. Yeah, it doesn't have to be everything. But Belichick says, "Why not everything?" And that's, I don't know. I think his reasoning is sound. Uh, so that's the poll question. You must vote. You must vote hard at 1080 the fan on uh, Twitter. Uh, we have show-worthy Mariner news. Yes, we do. This doesn't happen often, particularly in November, but it is worth talking about, and we will talk about it. Damn it! And Mariner fan in six months will be extremely disappointed. <laughs> Why? Uh, Jesse Winker part two. Give it time. God, you are so cynical. Can't give the fans one minute. Not one damn minute. Does this not smell a little bit? All-star, so is the winker. Uh, We will get to that next. Here's Buck. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, well, the Mariners have stolen the headlines today. And before we get to our NFL Hump Day Roundup, let's discuss. They have traded two pitchers for Blue Jays outfielder Teoscar Hernandez. Yes. Now, if you don't know who he is, uh, he rakes a little bit. He is... um, so the reason Toronto got rid of him, he's he's 29 years old, maybe 30 by now, but he is going to be a free agent at the end of next season, and I think it's just a money thing for Toronto. Yeah. They like him. Last year, he was an all-star. Not this past season, but the season prior, 2021. Yeah. He hit 296 with 32 bombs and 116 ribs. And that was by far... Like, I mean, it's it's the outlier, and this is why. Like, I, look, this is a great move. If you're the Mariners, you gave up a, a pitching prospect that I don't know a whole lot about, and a guy who was good, but you wouldn't play in leverage situations. I don't know why they refused to pick right, Swanson well, in on. those. So they gave up Eric Swanson, yeah, who was really good out of their bullpen, but their bullpen is stacked, so they they could yeah. they could part with him, and they got rid of 21 year old left handed pitching prospect Adam Mako. He was drafted in the seventh round in 2019. They say he's got a chance to be a rotation guy, a guy in somebody's rotation. Mm-hmm. He's really small, which is weird, but they just, they're saying they're trying to bulk him up and his pitches are pretty good and he's got a real opportunity to be something. But they gave up on those two guys to get Teoscar Hernandez, well, who has power. Yes, pitching is fine. Your starting pitching has been good. You you have proven that you have a uh, a good eye for 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 bullpen talent. So the price isn't isn't a lot. The only reason I I kind of said this is Winker part two. I think he's a better version of Jesse Winker. But you have a guy that's productive that had a big year and so he gets labeled as an all star. He's had one all star season, just like Jesse Winker, one all star season. So if you're expecting this, is my only thing. If you're expecting. 296, 32, and 116, be prepared. Well, he didn't do that last year. Exactly. And this is maybe... Now, a... Winker was coming off his special season, right? Yes. So there's, there's a difference. So Winker was um, an all-star in 2021, mm-hmm. and then the Mariners signed him. And I do think that led to a lot of people going, well... Um, he should be like he was last year. Yeah, he hit 305 that all-star year, and for the, the, the Mariners, he hit 219. So well, and before the three hundred five year, I think is what you're saying is two fifty five, two sixty nine. He wasn't that great. His no. his one hundred and sixty two game average. I always like to look at that on Baseball Reference. Mm. Two seventy with twenty four home runs and seventy two RBI. Now Maybe. Hernandez is two sixty two. So he had an outlier year, yeah. and then you signed him. Hernandez had an outlier year two years ago. Yeah. This last year, he kind of came back down to earth. I know he had a, a few injury problems, but he hit. Uh, let me see where 267. Yeah, 267, and he hit 25 bombs. 77. So his 162-game average, which yeah. I think is more fair to look at, yeah, it's better. is 262, 33 home runs, and 95 RBI. But I'll tell you what, if he gives you anything close to that, then you're doing a happy fizzies dance. So, you know who I think he is? You're, you're bringing up Winker, and I get the Winker um, 
uh, fear. It's just like when you hear All Star, yeah. I think people instantly are like, oh my God, look at what you're getting. And what you're getting is a guy that for the last five years has been a solid player and had a, a, a year where he really popped and had a big year and, and made an All Star game. But this is not a, this is not an All Star level outfielder that you're getting in this deal. He's pretty good. I, I would say that he's certainly better than Jesse Winker, or at least more sustainable, there I think, than Winker. But he's. What I think he is is I think he's more like Eugenio Suarez. Do you know him? I do. Um, so they brought him over. It, again, you're right to always be wary of a guy who's only had one big year, big pop season, and that was Suarez. Um, he hit 49 home runs at one year, 103 RBIs. That was like three or four years ago now. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to do that again. Guys do have the year where they're just hot, they're healthy, and yep. everything's working for them. And, it, and they never do that again. But that doesn't mean they can't be successful. And I think Suarez is a good example of what maybe Hernandez can be. And that's a guy that you brought in going, boy, what is this guy? Is he going to even hit 200? Well, he ended up hitting 236. He hit 31 home runs. He came up with some big hits for you in the middle of that lineup. Suarez was a was a good piece Absolutely. of the Mariners' run. And I think that's what Teoscar Hernandez can be. Hernandez also strikes out a ton, which would go along with your Suarez thing. Well, Suarez, I don't think anybody strikes out as much as Suarez, do so, they? I'm going to look at this. So Suarez struck out uh, the last two years, 171 and 196. Let's see what old Hernandez has done here. Yeah. So one. Oh, he actually averages more strikeouts per 162 games. Yeah, he strikes out a Hernandez. lot. Hernandez. He strikes out a lot. So that's 185 all. 185 to 172. That's all I'm saying. That's That may be a good comp. You're, I think a he's better, more like a better Suarez. hitting, uh, hopefully a higher average Suarez. Yeah, if he hits. If he hits in the middle of that lineup, they want him to drive in runs. They need more pop. Yes. And that is definitely what this guy is. But if you expect, you know, all-star level, you know, what is the the classic 300 average, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, you shouldn't expect that. You're you're due to be disappointed. But I don't think he's Jesse Winker. Winker sucked. (laughs) I don't even know what they're doing with Winker. Well, there's there's some talk that they're going to— Is he coming back? That they may move him. So they don't know. Nobody wants him. Well, but if Hanniger doesn't come back— you know, you you got you got Hernandez, you got Julio, and then you know, I, are are you really going with with Kelnick? I mean, oh dear. So then you got Kelnick, you got Winker. Uh, so they need Hanniger back. Haggerty's still around. Like if you, if, like you if you think he's an everyday player, I but I don't know about that. You know, so they need they basically need a DH, a left fielder, and a second baseman. Yes, because Dylan Moore. I don't know if they're putting Dylan Moore I in there. I certainly hope not. <laughs> so no if, offense, if but your they, your DH can't hit. 190. You just No, he's you, terrible. You, Winker's you terrible. Are you talking about Winker? Well, either one. Take your pick. Oh, Kelnick? Or who are you talking about? We well, Dylan Moore. Oh, Dylan Moore. Yeah, he's yeah, he doesn't seem like an everyday player. But isn't it something that I said you you can't have your DH hitting 190 and you could refer to three yes. separate players? Correct. Right? And I mean, all are three all three of those positions are positions they need to upgrade, I think. Yeah. But the question is, is do they get Hanniger back? If they get Hanniger back, he can be your DH or play left field, I would imagine. And then you only have one or two spots to fill. Yeah, and they even said they don't mind if they find a shortstop as long as you know you can go play second base. So you just wait. Crawford can play second base. Well, I think they said to either find a oh, shortstop that's that willing to plays. move to second, or again you move Crawford over. But they said that in the in the offseason that they were going to get better there at second base. But if there wasn't a second baseman, they would be open to finding a shortstop and then working it out well, between those two. The shortstop market is hot. Yes, there are a lot of shortstops out there, but they're going to command some dough. But that's what I'm saying. If you can find someone and you pay him for that, no offense, Crawford. I, I know you're kind of a, a team leader there. Move your ass over to second base. Um, 
was I going to tell you? I had one other thing. Hot commentary about the Mariners. I don't know. Well, anyway, I think it's a good move. To yeah. Oscar Hernandez. Absolutely. If you're a Mariner fan today... Uh, Kyle he, Lewis, is he part of the plan? He's stuck in AAA. He has never... And and by the way, the like Kelnick's numbers in AAA, dude rakes. He's killing it, which is kind of the weird thing because when he comes up to the bigs, he's terrible. Uh, Lewis is not. He's just kind of... I, I, I'm. You're starting to wonder if the the injury is just. It's it's the the career is. I'm not going to say over, but boy, that the enthusiasm of a rookie of the year is is kind of dead and gone. All right, up next, college hoops last night, three forty seven on the fan. Uh, two, perhaps three, maybe two and a half. T Oscar follow ups. One, you mentioned this in the break, and it's worth putting out there. We didn't talk about this last segment, but T Oscar Hernandez has a hose. In his pants. I mean, uh, has an arm. <laughs> He's got that Dennis Wood, uh, or is it, yeah, was it, what was uh, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Smith? Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. He got that God-given talent. No, he's got a hose out out in uh, the outfield. Yeah, uh, I was looking through baseball reference, and uh, two of the last three years, he has led all right fielders in assists and putouts. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's got a cannon out there. He's like Jake, or uh, Joey Gallo. Yeah. He's also in a contract year. A couple of texters brought that up. That's a good point. A lot of these guys are chasing money, and when in a contract year, you usually get their their best. It doesn't yeah. always work out that way, but yeah. I'm betting way more on guys in contract years than I am on guys that just got paid. Yeah. See Jesse Winker. So helps on the defensive end, and you, you, you fingers crossed that yeah you're you're playing for something. Well, and he, also yeah, you mentioned that he's he's a guy who they expect to to drive in runs. Uh, for those who are analytics inclined, I, I saw something today that he was uh, 11th in all of baseball in average exit uh, velocity. Fifth in all of baseball in hard hit percentage, so loud contact yeah. from this guy. Yeah, he strikes out or he hits it hard. <laughs> Which is, isn't that the With basically that hose in his pants? Isn't that essentially baseball at this part or at this point yeah. minus the hose in your pants? All or nothing. Twenty twenty two ball player here. Yeah. Just also, go get I forgot that Aaron about Judge guy. What the hell? I forgot about Adam Frazier. Um, oh, for yeah. some reason, he's not listed on any of their depth charts. I'm not sure why, but he's their second baseman. So you really need two guys. You need to fill two holes. Yeah. All right, college hoops last night. I don't know if you uh, watched it all. But um, do you remember Dick Vitale? I do remember Dickie V. Dickie V, baby! Not dead. No. He doesn't look that good, but uh, and he's battled some cancer, but he's still hanging around. Very much alive, and he did the Kentucky-Michigan State game, and I thought it was delightful to have Dickie V back on the call. Yeah. I, I thought he for sure that he would be done. You know, he's fighting cancer. He's getting up there. No, he's one of those guys that I, I think, and, and this is like what they say about, uh, God, the Sunshine Scooter. Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, game day. Lee Corso. Oh. Like, they will, Dickie V, uh, well, they'll have to put him down. He will roll himself out there until it is physically impossible for him to do so. Do you know who's older? Boy, Dick Vitale looks worse, but I'm going to go Lee Corso older? Lee Corso is older. He is 87. And what's uh, Dickie V? 83. Yeah. I just think it's great that at 83 you still have the capacity to yeah. do it. And he, 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 was, is a, he sounded good, He's too. a lot sharper than, than obviously Lee Corso. But it, none of that beats uh, Hubie Brown. You know how old Hubie Brown is? And I think he's still calling games? Uh, I don't know how old he, Hubie Brown is. He's been around forever. Do you know how old he looks? Because he looks 175. <laughs> I'm going to go Hubie Brown. If He's 80, 85. He is 89 years old that blows my mind that is so wild and he's still broadcasting you think about anyone you know in your life that's in their 90s yeah they said they he would call 15 nba games for espn this season at the age of 89 jeez well actually yeah he just turned 89 i 
first off, I'm not making it to 89. And if I am, I'm not calling NBA games. If I'm 89 years old and I'm still crawling in here a couple times a year to, you know, to do the hot five at five, you know. I can't see it. I don't no. remember who it was, but somebody just got reelected either to the, the Senate or the House at 89 years old, their sixth term. And uh, the, the nugget that I saw on Twitter was that they've, uh, it was since before the invent, they were born before the invention of the chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, uh, I did see TV that Brown. one. Yeah, that he was around before the chocolate chip cookie. Well, realize that like there's a good chance that in uh, a couple years when we're voting for president, you're going to have like Methuselah versus the Crypt Keeper. So it still blows my mind that this is the best two possibly that our country can come up with. Like we we can't find someone that was uh, born after the invention of the chocolate chip cookie. No, let's just roll out these two uh, senior citizens. Got to be great. Great win for my Rock Chalkers last night. Hell yeah. Uh, very ugly, but they pulled it out with Grady Dick. And I don't know if you saw it. Did you watch any of it? <laughs> I did see some of so it. So you saw Grady Dick? Yes. Boy, I tell you, does he not look like a guy who should be playing for Duke and we should all hate? One hundred percent. And he lo- he looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, and his name is Grady Dick. Right. That's all you need to he's know. He's a Kansas boy, and he's white got, boy. He's got this floppy, just yeah, he's, I boy tell you band what, sort of hair. And dude, if I weren't a Kansas fan... You would hate him. I would hate <laughs> that him. That floppy mis- Midwest hair is really pretty obnoxious. Yeah, but he's silky smooth. He's a freshman, yeah. uh, highly regarded freshman. He is silky smooth. Um, if he didn't go as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween, I... He's made a grave error. If it, the only way that I could like Grady Dick more <laughs> is that if he would embrace the full like, the and, and, and and wear well. First off, grow a creepy blonde mustache, which you know you could do. <laughs> but I want him to wear the Kurt Rambis sport goggles, aka the Dahmer sports goggles, and Grady Dick would become my favorite player. Well, KU beat Duke, and I we were talking about this, this yesterday. Game. We were talking about this yesterday. Is Duke less hateable? Without Coach K, yes, the answer to me is definitely not. <laughs> um, did you see Kyle Filipow- uh, uh, Filipowski? Yes, the seven foot white guy. Yes, I saw a great tweet. Somebody said, "Here, let me let me make sure I'm." You want to you want to get I your hatred get uh, appropriate? I want to get it right. I don't know who this is, but it it went viral and it said everyone who claimed Grady Dick was going to be the most hated player in college basketball <laughs> apparently didn't know about Filipowski, and that but, is so true because that Duke seven foot freshman from Duke that has white the, kid that has the a hole Johnny Unitas haircut as uh, opposed to the blonde Bieber thing he was far more hateable yes and it was just his antics and he's going to be really good too by the way he's pretty sick as a freshman but um. Grady Dick, not the most hateable. It's still Duke. Yes. And I felt uh, John, uh, is it Shire? 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 Shire. I think he's, uh, give him time. We're going to hate him. The sideline antics will will lead to. Well, they show but, him all the time. Yes. Because he's a handsome lad. Yeah. Well, and, and it's his it, facial Coach K being gone. He and, just looks, I don't know. He I was pretty hateable him. as a player at Duke. Yes, he was. He was, just, he was one of those max effort guys that kind of bugs you. Look, good riddance. Duke lost again. Screw you. I hate you. They're awful. I thought maybe we would. I was open to the idea of like warming up to a new Duke. No. 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 I give you Philipkowski or whatever that name was. We give you Grady Dick and you raise with (laughs) Philipkowski. You win. We hate you. It is kind of great, though, that it was Kansas and Duke and you had to have a white off. Like, you know, when those two schools get together, there's going to be some hateable white guys. And they didn't disappoint. You had uh, Flip versus Dick. I mean, that's a 
Yeah. Two freshmen that will be there, you know, for the uh, foreseeable future. Hopefully. Yeah, let's go. All right. Um, NFL Hump Day Roundup coming up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 